From our headquarters in New York City, this is Business of Home. I'm your host, Dennis Scully. Every week, I'll be talking to leaders and innovators from all corners of the home industry. I hope you'll join me. This podcast is sponsored by Design Within Reach, a modern furniture company founded by and for people who are passionate about design. Become a member of the DWR Trade Program today for access to the world's largest assortment of in-stock products from Herman Miller, Knoll, Tolix, Emco, Stua, and others, as well as exclusive products available only at Design Within Reach. Visit dwr.com trade for details on how to join. For over 30 years, interior designer Kit Kemp has been at the forefront of the boutique hospitality revolution, bringing color, craft, and vibrant design to hotels and restaurants on both sides of the Atlantic. As co-owner and design director of Firmdale Hotels, Kemp is behind London's Ham Yard, Covent Garden, and Haymarket Hotels, as well as the Crosby and the Whitby in New York. She's also created fragrances, furniture, fabric, and authored several books, most recently Design Thread. I spoke with Kemp about her love of artisans and antiques, the key to a compelling hotel, and why designers shouldn't always listen to their accountants. The Crosby Street Hotel down in Soho was your first New York hotel. How long did it take to build Crosby Street? Oh, I guess it took about sort of four four years, something like that, really. Four years. Yeah, because okay. you, you're talking about getting so many permissions. And uh, then we wanted to work to the lead standard, which is the mm. environmental standard. So we got the first gold award in New York, actually. Is that right? Yeah, because we have chickens on the roof. We've got bicycle stands outside. Um, uh, everything was tried. We tried to make everything as locally as possible. So, So what did they ask for to, to sort of get the gold standard for, for lead certification? Uh, well, it, 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 you have to, from start to finish. So even to the way that your plumbing is working, there are special ways so that you're using less water. It's more light efficient. It's more electricity efficient. And then also uh, the green roof and having bees. So you're making your own honey, probably not for everybody, but uh, right. we had chickens. Uh, we had to actually just watch the hawks from... Uh, Battery Park, though, because they were circling overhead at one point, and and also the funny thing was that <laughs> there was a there was a chicken who we named after the bridges of of New York. You know, there was a Brooklyn, da, da. Oh. and um, one one afternoon, one of the chickens was sunbathing just on the wall, and uh, <laughs> suddenly um, from across the street we got uh, a phone call from a lawyer's office on about they're, they're on the 16th floor. The lawyer's office was on about the seventh floor. And uh, my brother is a lawyer in London. And so uh, this guy rang up my brother and said, you know, we've just had a chicken arriving on our windowsill. <laughs> and so Jeremy, my brother, said, you know, I think that's come from the Crosby mm. Street Hotel on the roof. If you take it over there, I can promise you that you're going to get free drinks for a month. <laughs> so... <laughs> Sure enough, he brought it he back He brought the to chicken us. back to yeah, you. Yeah, he did. We were just delighted fantastic. it was in one piece. <laughs> That's so fantastic. So you had a whole sort of chicken coop up on the up on the roof. We still do. Uh, su- supplying fresh eggs and, and Yes, such? yeah, and they're even blue oh. in colour. 
Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's that's so fantastic. So it was it was those sort of things mm. that they they required to to. I see. Okay. So yeah. and you were conscious of that from the very beginning. You, oh, you actually, wanted to have it. Yes, be that way. very much so. I mean, I think if you are building now and and you have the opportunity to to do new builds, you have to bear that in mind. Now mm. you're just about to start a new build here in, in yes. New York, yes? Yes, yeah. So, So what can you tell us about that at this point? Um, it's in Tribeca. Okay. Um, I can't tell you everything now, but okay. as far as I'm concerned, on the design side, we're just working through the flow of it because you have to be sure that your housekeeping works, that your catering side can get to all your event spaces without sort of mowing down our guests. And it's the side that probably people aren't as interested in, but... As far as I'm concerned, it is the very essence of building a hotel. So let's talk about your side and, and the design part of yes. it, right? So where would you be now in the design process for for this next hotel? When... when uh, areas are limited as they are in New York. I'm just trying to find sometimes that extra three feet <laughs> which will make a huge difference to a space. Right. It's the it's the illusion as sometimes and that's why when we're creating spaces I never forget about staircases spill out areas corridors because those are the areas that introduce you to new ones and if you can make them into something which speaks or has character then it makes it more interesting for anyone visiting. Of course. Mm. I mean, if I can make some really boring businessman who's really not at all interested in his surroundings <laughs> suddenly to look at something anew right. and ask me questions, then I feel as if I have actually achieved something. I saw the other day this uh, man standing in front of one of our paintings of an African woman which had lots and lots of pictures of um, African activists behind her. And he was completely lost in that picture. I don't know what his ethnic origin was or where he came from, but it was speaking to him. And he was lost to everybody around him. So I, I love that feeling. Well, and, and what a gift to be able to, to give that to someone. Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah. But we're very democratic in the way that we hang our art. So uh, the actual that painter was actually a cleaner in Holland at one time. And then we have very established artists, you know, like Tony Craggs, like Botero, like Anselm Kiefer. But their work is standing beside somebody who's just come out of art school mm. or somebody that we found from the Royal Academy. And I, I love that sort of fun that you can have. From whence did this vast collection come? And you, and <laughs> right? Because you, I mean, you just seem to have this endless supply of, as you say, artists at all sort of different phases of their career and and life. Um, wh where did all that come from? Well, um, I suppose it's a natural curiosity and just looking through everybody else's windows. Um, <laughs> so there's that aspect of it. Uh, I didn't have formal training, but I had the best training actually, quite by chance, because my very first job was working for an auctioneer mm. so he was actually looking at furniture and selling it and then the the second job that I had was actually working for an architect and he was uh, Polish a pre-war Pole um, he'd come via Siberia to London oh. and yeah I mean he was a, a real character I remember going to the roof uh, into the loft space in an area with some surveyor and his name was Leszek Nowitzki. And Leszek saw some fungus or mushrooms growing in the roof and he picked it up and 
put it straight in his mouth and said, ah, oh, mushlaki. <laughs> and of course, we all thought, my God, he's going to die. Yes, and recoiled in <laughs> horror and then wondered if he should call an ambulance right <laughs> exactly. away. Exactly. Yeah. But we'd forgotten that he was a great forager. He'd been coming via <laughs> Siberia. I mean, you know, this was right. nothing. This is but what he, he had to eat to survive, exactly. to make the journey. But he was a big sort of Svengali in my life as well. And uh, his idea of how interiors should be, he was quite unique. So that was a big help to me. So, so, so he sort of in- inspired you early on with some of his notions about yes, about very space. much so. Yes, yeah. Interesting. Mm. So, and then when when you and Tim first got together in in sort of the early nineteen eighties. Yes. Well, actually, I mean, Tim had been one of his clients, and I was working for Leszek uh, making tea. Holding the tape measure, <laughs> doing, <laughs> doing whatever was necessary, highbrow things yes, that one does, and whatever you were called upon to yeah, do. Exactly. And Tim was one of the clients. He was he'd do small things, and of course, when when you're working for an architect, so many people have grandiose ideas, but they never actually carry them out. Whereas Tim's were much smaller. He was actually working with student hotels and right. relooking at spaces, but. He was very practical. He was a real doer. He wasn't a dreamer. And I like that. And then when did you sort of insert yourself into the design process? of? Well, the, I don't remember Tim projects? ever asking me. Well, that's what I understand. <laughs> I don't think he ever asked you. You just sort of <laughs> assumed that, of course, you would be doing the, the Absolutely. design work. Absolutely, yes. yes. And um, it's funny because so many people that I talk to now say, I'm going to be a designer when I can do CAD, when I can do this, when I can do that. And sometimes you just got to throw all those things aside and say, I can do it. I'm arrogant. I'm young. <laughs> Nobody can tell me what to do. And uh, that's really how it started, I'm afraid. And so, so tell me a little bit about the division of, of labor within the, within the family. <laughs> so uh, you're on the design side, cl- yeah. clearly. Yeah. And, and, and Tim is, is focused where? Tim is, Tim is much more of the financial side. Mm. He will find the buildings. He is actually very, very creative. And we have very different ways about approaching things. But the final, uh, if Tim says something's not right, I listen to him. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the other thing is that I always found that if I asked too many people, whether this was a good idea. They all would say, no, 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 you can't do that. So, in fact, I started off by doing things by stealth <laughs> because I knew that when it was finished, it was going to be look fine. But if you start asking too many people, they will always have... Uh, they don't know. You can't see it until it's finished. You might have a visual idea. Right. You've got the vision. Yeah, I, I've got the vision, but also it's an organic process. Right. So you shouldn't be able to see the final, final product because it should grow along the way and should get more complete and better. Other people don't understand that sometimes. Though. Other people don't understand that. So you've got <laughs> yeah. to just sort of take care of it for them. And, yeah. and then they'll be delighted in the end, well, as, we as so. I guess they were. You've got to have self-belief. Yeah. And you've got to stand by your guns. So did the, did the early hotels have the, the magical wit and, and color and, and joyful energy that you, that you work with now? Or, or did that yeah. sort of come as you, as you grew more confident? Or? Uh, I mean, obviously it's developed. I mean, y- yeah. you shouldn't stand still. So every hotel should stand on its own merits. It shouldn't be thought of as part of a group. Uh, I, I've always hated this idea of branding. Mm. Uh, every, every, everything that I do has to look great. And I don't want to do masses, but what I do has to be the best and of that moment. I don't want something which is a pastiche on the past. I like tradition, but it should be of now. Also, the other thing is that um, 
I find white and beige really frightening. To me, I much <laughs> prefer color. It just bursts out. Can't help it. Uh, well, I can't help but notice you don't use a lot of beige. Uh, but yeah, yeah. And, it, yeah. and it seems like you're doing a lot of lot of custom work and sort of highly detailed. Work. Yes, I mean it, it's. I've become a sort of champion of art and craft. Yes, and. Um, Craft was always the, the little sister to art, and it was rather looked down on in many ways. But that, I've seen that turn around over the years, and now there's a huge following for craft. And also, it demands and commands uh, much more um, uh, uh, respect than it mm. ever did. And so I love that. The other thing is that we never hide who we're working with. Many designers will never give away their sources. I don't care about that. I think if we're working with artists and craftsmen uh, we should give them their due and mm. wherever possible I do um, I think the other thing is if you're commissioning people to work for you uh, you mustn't put them in an arm lock you've got to give them space you've got to decide that you like their work but then work with them and just give them a bit of a free reign and then hopefully uh, the final piece will be better than your original idea well so and 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 some of the and some of the enormous art pieces is that your sort of private collection or is that I mean the, the great Botero that's outside the Crosby <laughs> Street Hotel the wonderful cat that <laughs> Yeah. sort of keeping guard. Well, it's part of the community now. Well, I think it's got so. nothing sure, to do with us, sure really. Sure, they must feel that way, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, he's a big statement. And I think something that can make you smile. Some some hotels or some places, I feel, are actually too serious. Mm. And for us, I think that little bit of wit and whimsy is very important. I heard Tim say at one point that when you started working on the, the Whitby uptown, you noticed that the, the poor midtown people were sort of much more slouched over and <laughs> looked like they were carrying a lot of pressures and burdens versus yes. the crowd down in Soho, which seemed much more relaxed. And, yes, maybe yeah. that's right. But I mean, New York is just a kind of sort of huge anthill of commercialism and things actually and people trying to make a better life uh, you get that feeling but you know that can be oppressive so mm. I think not only when you open the door to your house but when you open the door to your hotel in a sense it should be a haven and and uh, should capture your imagination that's what sort of always seemed remarkable to me about the the work that you do it seems like you're creating so many custom pieces so many sort of one-off mm. pieces I know that there are all the challenges with hotels about fire codes or oh, yeah. right or, or other other mm. issues and sort mm. of how do you how do you sort of get everything to that to that level how do you get all the, those bespoke pieces to sort of well I think it's just being professional about the whole thing I mean I'm hardly going to be putting silk on a dining mm. chair because it will look good for five minutes and then it will just rip <laughs> right. or it's going to shred or the light's not going to be right for it but if you put a really good strong weave mm. then that's going to last far longer so obviously when I do my collections it's because I felt in the marketplace that there's nothing that is actually achieving what I want it to and um, so it's using the right fabrics in the right places it's like it's like when you go outside uh, it's not hot and it's not cold if you're wearing the right clothes and it's the same with interiors if it's the right fabric and the right position it's going to look great but you have to know how to use it and how to do it and how to contrast the colors and how to use scale and that's what you've learned over the years through all the experience through trial and error <laughs> <laughs> and living with my projects I'm not just handing them over right. they're there I've got to live with my mistakes well so and and were 
were there I mean were there some 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 mistakes that there's you, never that, an end story that you, that you look, look back on <laughs> you know sometimes the yeah. things that we've experimented with have been a huge success and if they're not I'm just not going to leave it there I'm right. just like You'd move it right on out and just move on to the next thing no I'm like a Jack Terrier Jack Russell <laughs> Terrier I'm not going to let it go until it looks the best yeah you're going to fix it somehow exactly somehow yeah. there are a lot of Jack Terriers in your hotel I, I <laughs> can't help Russell. but those yeah yes. exactly well yes. we like dogs we like dogs well yeah. and, and you've got quite a few if I recall I mean, yeah we've got five yeah and yes. we've even got a restaurant that was named after one of them Brumus is that right yeah 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 and actually A.A. A. Gill who is a very famous a reviewer of um, of restaurants gave us the worst review when we very first opened at Haymarket <laughs> oh, no. and he said that we named the restaurant after a dead dog and that was Brumus and he wasn't I mean he was extremely <laughs> he was alive old and well and he wasn't that well he was extremely old and sort of kind of an aromatic eruption more than a dog but he was still going <laughs> <laughs> And so the, so the review was quite offensive to you. Oh, right? absolutely. And, yes. It was smoldering. Yes. <laughs> it's dreadful. But, but it didn't, not the success of it. You were, you were able to overcome. Do you know overcome. what? I mean, that was right at the very beginning when Haymarket opened. And we could say, click, that's wrong. We're going to change it. Yeah. And because we do everything in-house, that's easy to do. If you contract out mm. bits of your building... You're, uh, and, and you contract out over a time, you're stuck with them. I'm, I'm not going to have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but I, all joking aside, I mean, I would assume that really does happen in, in real time. You sort of notice, oh, we thought this was going to work and it didn't. And we've quickly got to make a, a shift. And Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, it's a living space. Yes. That's the thing. And the, the wonderful thing is that I think people like to see the changes within the building. They don't mind seeing somebody on a stepladder if they think they're doing something interesting. Mm. If they think that it's going to be something that, A, they can learn about or B, is going to look better at the end of it. When you're doing sort of just interior design projects, does, do, the, do the hotel projects sort of inform the residential interior design or the other way around? Do you, do you find that you've just learned so much through, through both sort of processes that you Well, bring it's a bit things? like the fourth bridge. You finish something, and by the time you finish it, you've got to start all over again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's an ongoing uh, all the time where we're renewing and relooking. Uh, for example, at the Crosby, we've just finished doing redoing all the suites. So we have about 14, 15 uh, big suites there, and they're all completely new. So if you stayed a year ago, it would be, again, very different. Mm. And I think... You know, it's uh, lots of these hotels. They do some. They 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 look great. They look great for three. They might even look great for five years. But they're not doing anything after that. They're not maintaining properly. And what happens? It's like um, a big ship on the sea. It doesn't stop. It just slowly rolls down to a halt where you suddenly find you've got to shut the whole hotel and start all over again. Mm. We don't do that. We've got our rolling programs, so there are always rooms being redone all the time. Constant refreshing yeah. going on. Yeah, and not just refreshing. You do the whole thing all over again. You do the whole thing. Yeah, it doesn't really work if you just refresh. Right. Yeah, it gets out of balance. Where are you getting informed about what's of the moment? Where, where are you finding the inspirations that sort of take you in a, in a, in a new direction? I think it's meeting other designers, meeting other architects, 
um, actually deciding to go to Milan, deciding to go to Paris, uh, being very international in my outlook, but never forgetting the core things that I've always loved. I mean, just those love that just a good piece of wood, just a fabulous piece of marble, just my natural fabrics that feel and look good. I think you and I were having this conversation the other day. Uh, one of the designers came up to you after your recent talk with the with the decorators club, which again I want to point out I. I couldn't attend because I'm I'm a man and it's a women's only organization. But I was sorry to miss that. But I, but I know that one of the designers came up to you and sort of shared this very sweet story about you. You helped uh, this couple that she was working with. Maybe you want to tell the tell the yes. story. Yes. Well, I, I uh, it was Bunny Williams actually. Yes. Not just any designer, but no. But Bunny Williams. I mean, she is just someone that we uh, who's a design icon that of actually course. we all look up to. But it, it was a very sweet little story, and she was saying that two of her clients that she really loved and enjoyed working for, she was just having a moment where he was saying he just wanted to use beige and didn't want to have any color introduced. <laughs> Yeah. And um, so she was finding it very difficult to actually get this scheme to actually work <laughs> for them. And he went to London and stayed in one of our hotels. And when he came back, he said to his wife, do you know, I stayed at this really cool hotel and it did have a bit of color in it. And I really quite liked it. <laughs> and Bunny Williams said that this, wow, she could then just start and get it together. And she felt that she was working in unison with this couple. And you'd help to bring him over to the other side. Well, I I had no idea, but I'm just <laughs> delighted I yes. had. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and it's interesting because it's it's not what you would look at and say contemporary. Oftentimes, when no. you, right when you look mm -hmm. at your at no, your spaces, no. but it but at at the same time, it's so much of the of the time and of the of the moment and it I mean it seems fresh and and new as you were just sort of talking about you know yeah I mean I, I hope it's fresh I mean it has a point of view and I mean the great thing actually about spaces um, about hotels about any interior is that uh, now we're much more sophisticated um, if you're a technophobe there's going to be an interior for you if you're a fashionista there's going to be an interior for you and so I speak for a group of people because my work has a point of view but it does also mean that other people are going to hate it. Right. But I don't mind that. I can live with that. I just like it. I do want people to have a say and, and uh, not have an interior which actually isn't saying anything at all. We're taking a quick break to remind you that the Herman Miller sale is currently underway at Design Within Reach, May 2nd through the 14th. Save 15% and enjoy free shipping on all product from Herman Miller, select DWR storage collections, and all orders over $450. That's right, all orders over $450. Shop the sale online at DWR.com, in studios, or by calling 1-800-944-2233. Exclusions apply. You do have clients, you do have uh, other projects mm. that you do, and you've got other... other mm. but, but I'm assuming so many people... Are, are coming to you knowing full well what you're what you're bringing mm, yes mm. I mean interesting that you that you sort of mentioned earlier that you don't like this notion of of brand mm. so much and yet I think you've got this <laughs> br this brilliant brand and I mean uh, shop Kit Kemp I mean is is totally charming from start to finish I mean there's there's so much of you in that yes I mean I, I suppose that's true but there's always almost in spite of yourself you've built this brilliant brand yeah I know how, right? did how did that happen how did that happen how did that happen I don't know 
It did happen. Yeah. It's bound to happen, though, isn't it? Because I've been in the business for so many years now that you're, uh, it, it's just a part of my life. And I love what I do. I'm not going to give up. And it would be crazy because I'm working with so many talented people mm. with collaborations with different companies, not to actually pull that all together and to have that showcase. It's, it's, uh, it, it's wasteful, actually for me not to do that. So this is just a logical step forward. And and all of those those partnerships you, you mentioned about Wedgwood and, and Chelsea Textile and, and mm. these other Wilton, companies that you've worked with. Yeah, mm. yeah, I'm mm. so many of them. All just sort of grew out of things that you were working with, right? Um, and things I mean, that you for developed? example, uh, Wilton Carpets. Uh, this is one of the oldest companies mm. for making carpets in the world. And they allowed other sort of uh, European companies to take over in a way. That's when they came along and asked me whether I would actually put together a collection so from that my idea of going towards it was to actually because this is a new sort of all singing all dancing way of doing it I can actually get it back to a batik looking handmade looking carpet because the only pattern carpets I'd seen before were so hideous Uh, (laughs) I mean I didn't want to be in the same room so (laughs) you know there are I, I liked it's very interesting to have these fabulous ways of looking at something anew Mm. Things that I haven't actually enjoyed before, actually putting them in a sense where I actually want to have them in my own home. So, and 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 tell me a little bit about your own home. How how has that personal space been been influenced by all the the work you've done, sort of creating temporary homes for for people? Sort of? <laughs> actually, it's quite funny because. Um, I'm sure that hairdressers have the worst hairstyles because they can't be bothered to do it. And, um, I mean, there, there used to be a dog trainer called Barbara Woodhouse. I mean, oh, she yes, didn't have a dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what I find in my home is that I have everything where the colours didn't quite work. So it comes in at home. But having said that, I rather like things when they're not quite as they should be. So some of the experiments gone wrong have, yeah. have ended up at your, at your I'm home. I'm afraid so. And you've, but you've grown to love them. It's but almost like them. a I Stockholm syndrome that. that you've developed yes. around them. Yes. yes. But actually, I mean, the thing is that we just decided that we would take one wall down and change where the front door was. So, of course, now the entire house has been pulled apart. <laughs> <laughs> so a project that was only going to take a few months is now taking a year and a bit. And oh, I'm my. only just about managing to get back in. But I'm afraid that's what happens. <laughs> well, and and are you are you constantly sort of back and forth between the US and the and the UK? Yes, I am, yeah. but yes. also I have the different sort of uh, charities that I work mm. with because Fine Cell Work is one of the charities where we're actually working with prisoners uh, to make beautiful uh, embroideries and needlepoints and it's a voluntary concern. They're paid and um, th- at the moment there's this most wonderful thing where we've actually approached famous artists and asked them whether they could donate something that the prison- prisoners could then reproduce and would they put their name to it. So we, were- we went and asked Ai Weiwei, who's mm. probably one of the most well-known artists in the world in yes. China. Yes. And he said yes, because of course he's been in prison and his one stipulation was is it is it are they doing it on a, in a voluntary way mm. and are they paid and we could say yes to both and then he sent us this most intricate 
bedspread, which has got sort of hundreds of prisoners and boats coming out of the water. And we thought, oh, my goodness. Oh, my. And anyway, it's been about a year and a bit and it's finished. He has a workshop in Germany, so we've taken it over there and he's thrilled with it. He's he's actually Instagramming it. So, you know, that's a fabulous way to earn money for fine cell work. But also it means that... um, they're actually, when they get out of prison, mm. if they can also do upholstery, they've got something that they can actually work with afterwards. So so now you can supply other designers with the things that they're making. Yeah. And they're developing a skill that they'll have when they when they get out and, yes. and hopefully make yeah, the re Yeah, it's a win-win process. situation, really. Yeah. Yeah. And are you, are you constantly... Uh, out shopping in the in the art world as 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 well. I mean, you seem like you're like you're obviously quite a quite a collector of a, of a great many different things. Well, we collect a lot of different things. Yes. I mean, we collect. Uh, Ruby, who works for me over here in New York, mm. said my first job with you was putting newspaper inside bowling shoes because <laughs> when we did the bowling alley, we decided to make an artwork of all the different bowling shoes that we'd come across. So I bought a whole lot on eBay, and uh, they are rather beautiful bowling <laughs> shoes, actually, especially if you put them in perspex. And so that was her first job. And um, I mean. Uh, another thing is we collected old telephones and then we put lights inside them so suddenly we had an art installation yes well that's at the Crosby Street that, right that's <laughs> yeah. fabulous I love that I mean the, the interesting thing is to take an object mm. and make it into an artwork so you can do that at home <laughs> and then also we just collected about 80 different meat platters and then we had those as a collection on the wall as well and each plate tells a story I mean they're very they're beautiful yeah, yeah, no, they are beautiful, yes. and when you and when you as you as you, you see say, them in mass. yes, exactly. <laughs> when you see them sort of framed and on the wall, and uh, yeah. they were these sort of everyday objects that suddenly become so so beautiful. Sometimes the simplest things are the best. Yeah, your hotels are certainly a- as famous for sort of the great service. And, oh, definitely. Right. I mean, yes. the, the great interior design has has elevated them beyond other mm. hotels. But I mean, it, it, as you said earlier, it wouldn't work <laughs> if things weren't coming out on time. No, or, everything right? has to be working in unison. Yeah, it really does. Because, you know, the other thing is that there are different political climates, there are diff- different economic climates. Mm. And you want to make sure that when those things are hitting rock bottom, that you've got people coming back to you and not going elsewhere. And it's so interesting because I listen to our finance director and I listen to our accounts department. And sometimes I bear that in mind and other times I say they're wrong. Mm. Because so often when things are going down, economic climates, they say, oh, you can't be spending, you've got to haul back, you're not allowed to do this. And that is the moment very often when you really have to spend because you have to be looking in the long term and making sure that people are returning to you and not going to your competition. Right. Well, and I would imagine it's a somewhat challenging time. For, uh, with, there's Brexit over in the UK yes. and then any number of challenges here in the US just trying to even figure out what the political climate actually is at any <laughs> given time. Absolutely. Yes. yes. No, it's quite it's it's a it's so interesting. That's something that you, you just never have to forget. Yeah. Mm. And and is that 
would that have a big impact on you, Brexit, if it if it sort of shakes out? And yeah, I think it would. I mean, I, I love Europe. I want to be a part of it. Right. I have to say, um, and uh, it's a shame that we're in the situation that mm. we're in. But you know, London is a place where everybody has set up their businesses, and we rely on that business to fill our hotel to an extent. So I do not want them to go to Frankfurt, no. Liechtenstein, or Paris. I want them to be in London. Yeah, mm. yeah, but it. Who I, knows? Well, I it's, mean, nobody, it's hard to get a read, right? I it, mean, it certainly is because yeah. it's nothing to do with class. It cuts straight through that. It's just for or against Europe. It really has divided the nation. It's quite extraordinary. Yeah. So thinking about this hotel coming up in Tribeca, mm. I, I mean, New York is a is a challenging place to, to oh, yes. right to do anything <laughs> um and and is it and is it sort of gotten more challenging i mean interesting there's it doesn't all... get any easier well, <laughs> well that's for sure but so so but you but you wanted to to build a, a third hotel here well i have to say after the whitby i did say to tim i'm never doing that again <laughs> is that right <laughs> yes i did and here we are yeah. we are doing it but we're kind of ready to now um the other you've thing, recovered uh, yeah i've uh, sort of recovered okay, a little bit yeah. Yeah, I'm just ready for that fray. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because it's going to be years. Yeah, it will do. But, you know, I've got we've got another generation coming through. I've got three daughters, two of whom are actually working with me. And they're champing at the bit. They want to do more. So here we are. We're just being pulled along by yeah. that wave now as well. well so, so you've brought the family into the business. Yeah. And, and, they're, and they're excited to, to do more and more. Yeah, I've got one that has an architectural degree from Cambridge, another one who did graphics. And um, yeah, they're, 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 actually, they're both on the design side. And I wish that we had wow. somebody who just had that real business brain. <laughs> I can only hope they marry somebody. <laughs> A good MBA. <laughs> yeah, yes. exactly. That would be great. Yes. <laughs> but, but how fantastic that to have your, have your family in, involved and, and yeah. part of the right? Because I so often I the children it. don't don't want to come along perhaps yeah. in the family family business but you but you love it and yes I do. I mean, it's so fabulous to... Obviously, there has to be a remove. You can't get too close and you can't... It, there's always that balance, isn't there, in mm. how you you sort of govern your office in a way, govern your design office. And so it's... I'm always trying to work to people's strengths and not their weaknesses. And that's not just with my family, but with everybody. If I've got somebody who's dyslexic, they might actually be really good spatially. Mm. And so to get them to feel that they're succeeding is a win win situation for both of us so uh, that that's how we try and work yeah, yeah. E- emphasis on try right i mean yeah. it's not not always easy to, to, <laughs> to do one of the things that's going on in the in the design industry in general mm. and and this is a sort of apropos of, of sort of this next generation coming along yes right is that so much has changed in the way that we are procuring things and discovering things and so much more has gone online and mm. and we're trying to figure out what sort of this next generation wants even really mm. right mm. I, I mean so are you getting this sort of this wonderful inside education about the next generation from from your very family Yes, I think I am. I mean, it's always a learning process. And of course, everything now is online. Yes. So you can't actually see how much experience somebody has got sometimes because they can have a massive following, but actually sort of be working from a bedroom in Des Moines. Mm. I mean, it, there's that that actually 
gives an imbalance. But the other thing is, I love the fact that everything is online now because it's there from a touch of a, a button. We were just saying in the car coming along here that when I started off, we had a telephone directory. Whereas now, if I arrived in New York, I could go online and find exactly the things that I really wanted to go and see, what I wanted to do and who I should be seeing. Mm. And that's a really positive aspect. And every week uh, in my design office, we sit around a big table and we do our blog and it is day to day out and about and sleeping around because sleeping around of course are all our bedrooms uh, but I love to hear what we're what everybody is doing it doesn't matter if they're designing a chair from found fabrics or they've been to Vienna and seen uh, Gustav Klimt and or Erwin Worms who's this mad modern designer I want to hear all that mm. and um, and then also new ideas for the future and I love the fact that everybody, when they talk, when they put it on their little blog, which we sit around, has got their point of view. The boys are much more raw in the way that they want to use their materials and architectural. <laughs> and then the girls are much more sort of feminine in the way that they would look at a grain silo in South Africa. And so it's actually bringing that whole world in. But at the same time, if you're uh, a woman and you're sitting miles away from anything, you can plug in and feel as if you're part of our design team. And I think that's a very positive thing that's happening now. The other thing is that um, whenever I interview somebody, they want to work in a team. There's so much where people actually feel as if they're isolated online and it's and you only actually learn if you can do a workshop and be part of a team which we also try and do you're really learning from from your entire team about everything that's sort of going on for for them and yes very yeah. much so and it's a, it is very much a two-way thing i can i can teach them if they're having problems about their designs and everything and they can teach me about what how they're looking at life and and what i should be looking at in the future and things that are new and different and exciting yeah that seems to be very challenging for designers. Uh, here, here in the States, what designers tell me so often is that they're so busy in the office that it's hard to get out, mm -hmm. whether it's hard to get out to fabulous showrooms like the, like the mm -hmm. one we're in mm -hmm. now and actually see and, and, and touch things, but even sort of become informed about mm -hmm. sort of what is Do you know new. That, that's fascinating, isn't it? Because, I mean, I really can understand that because... I was just saying the other day that I've lost the art of browsing. Mm. And I mean, browsing is when you have time, where you suddenly uh, find things, etc. And actually, I've lost that. I mean, I'm finding a lot online. I'm getting out as much as I can. But that sort of lovely sort of freshness of suddenly things springing to the surface. Mm. And, you know, when you're creating, you've got to have that top bit of your mind, which is free, actually, because that's allowing all the new ideas to come through. Yeah. And sometimes that, that, that's very difficult to get that balance. So I, I can I can sympathize so much with how other designers do feel. And But I always think, go back to those core things that you know you love and, and then just bring things on from there. And very often you can sift out the extra stuff because that's sometimes can just be, you know, like uh, listening to the radio and just getting it off key. 
you almost have to, as you were just saying about the, the, the sort of the top of the mind part, has to sort of be free to, to be creative. Yes. And you were talking earlier about, about browsing. One, one of the elements of sort of when you're browsing is you're, you're a little bit at leisure. Mm-hmm. And it seems as if people have sort of lost that. Yes. Right? They've lost yes. the, the leisure part and you can't just wander but around But you know, idly. you need to be looking at shops, don't you? Yeah. I mean, half of them have gone. Well, I mean, exactly. a lot of the antique shops, all those places that had bric-a-brac and junk, where is it now? Do you do you, do you worry at all with regards to all these things sort of going away? Is is a lot of what you like to incorporate into your into your spaces, into into your projects? Is is a lot of that getting harder to sort of get your hands on because of that? I, th- I think it's harder to get your hands on, but you know, uh, you, you it has to be real. You can't have something that uh, that doesn't really speak to you. And uh, I, I feel very confident and really optimistic because when I talk to my team, when I talk to my girls that are just in their 20s, they love the same things that I do. And I mean, I don't care. I mean, uh, it's always going to be the same. It doesn't matter if you're in the 15th century mm. and you're married and you put all your goods in a trunk. If you're a woman, it's always going to be embroideries. It's always going to be right. porcelain. It's always going to be those things of whimsy. And uh, I mean, uh, that's the way it is. Mm. So we're never going to lose it, but it's just going to be a different way of finding it. It's going to be an interesting to see what lasts. And, and antiques will come back one day, we hope. I think they will. Or in a diff- I love in a different some way. of the brown, you know. Uh, well, that's uh, the, the uh, poor brown furniture, furniture right? It's gotten I such a bad it. label, but yeah. yes. But you know what? I find in my rooms that antique piece, even right. if it's big and ugly, is the first thing that people come <laughs> up to. Because very often in a very large room, you need a large piece yeah. to just settle the room. And uh, it doesn't have to be particularly pretty, uh, but it has to be there. And I do feel that it's lacking in a lot of contemporary spaces. But if other people don't want it, that's great because I'll have it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, yeah. and yeah, I mean, and, and mm-hmm. hopefully it will be available for even less is the great mm-hmm. thing about everyone. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I mean, I all see of the brown some sort of fabulous you know, tripod tables and things yeah. like that that in the 80s were more expensive than they are now. Mm. Well, and I'm sure you you must find that with things that have come in and out of of fashion that you've been thinking about incorporating into into spaces. You must Mm -hmm. have a a wonderful sense of sort of where some of those trends are at any given time. Yes, yeah. I mean, yes, you do sort of start to understand why that train of thought has gone in this particular direction. And, you know, that's another book. (laughs) <laughs> well, and, and is that another book for you? Because I mean, you, you've so you've just come out with your with your latest design threads, and that's very yeah. Exciting. Design thread is great, and it's all about the visual. I mean, you can talk to the cows come home actually about my designs, but unless you see them, it doesn't mean anything. But um, actually, it would be nice just to get to a bit wordier and actually just say a bit more. So maybe I'll start to do that. Do you feel you have a great deal to, to say that you want to tell tell people? Yeah, well, we, I mean, we've done little things like our basket book and everything else. Mm. So maybe if I start pulling all these threads together, yeah. I'll, I'll have just a little bit more to say about things and the, the history of, of why I feel that things are happening. So that's something for the future. That's interesting because people would love to to hear that from you. You know, I I felt an enormous 
burden when I told people I was going to be talking with you because people were so eager to to hear from you and sort of uh, people want to know what you're thinking and where you where you're going and you know I'm shocked. Yes, actually, it's, it's, <laughs> it, it's true. Yeah. I, I I mean I. As I think you and I were talking about the, the, the other night when you were with Bunny Williams and, and mm. some of the other designers, you you sort of you sort of remind interior designers what they love about interior design. And I, and I think so often, sadly, uh, actually being an interior designer and working with clients is extremely challenging, yes. perhaps more so today than ever before. Clients are more demanding and time is shorter and um, you're spending so little of your time actually designing versus all of the other mechanics that go along with making sure that sofa arrives on time with the right fabric that it matched the CFA and all, <laughs> right and all of the other absolutely all the other challenges yes um, but there's there's something about seeing your your work that sort of replenishes their their energy and 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 sort of reminds it, them you have to have that joy really of, of doing it and and there, there there is a joy a joy of i mean color makes you happy it's yeah. as simple as that and i do think that when you open you that door to your house after a really dreadful day at the office or whatever you've been doing um what we're doing is not rocket science, but it's so often underestimated. Mm. And I think if you're happy in your surroundings, then uh, everything you do in life, in your marriage, everything is going to be better. And um, I put in design thread about uh, Virginia Woolf, uh, a room of one's own. And of course, in 1922, she had a lot more to shout about because women were excluded from so many different areas, even to university. Yeah. But actually, what she was saying, the essence of it was, if that you're not in a surrounding that you're happy in, that you feel is your own, you can't be creative. You have to have that setting or peace around you to actually help in that creative process. And in a year or so at your own home, you'll have that once, once all yes, the Yes, I haven't got it right now. <laughs> once, once all of that works. Yeah, what am I talking about? <laughs> yes. I hope that you. I hope that you have lovely suites that you keep for yourself in the various hotels. Do you? Do you, do you have private spaces for yourself? That no. You, no. 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 And you oh. know what? In the restaurant, See, I'll say it's a fantasy of mine that you have fantasy. these wonderful rooms for yourself. It's a fantasy because I say in the restaurant, I'll say, put me on the worst table. Because the best tables should be for the people who are paying. Right. Uh, in the rooms, um, you know, I don't want to stay in the best rooms. They're for the people who, they're for who we've done it for. Mm. They're my audience, actually. But uh, uh, what I have to do every now and again, when we're going around and I'm seeing so many things that are wrong, which I do all the time. And I always remember Giorgio Armani saying, I don't like walking around my shops because I see so many things that are wrong. It just <laughs> makes me feel insulted and um, I mean I know what he means in a sense but every now and again we go and stand in a room that we've just finished that we really love and you know I'm standing there with my husband or my team and I say this is what it's all about <laughs> this is why we do this <laughs> this is why we do it look at it it's yes. beautiful and then after that we can go out and see all the dreadful things <laughs> that are fraying falling apart well so and so i mean and, and are you and are you very critical of yourself afterwards i mean are you walking yes. th are you yeah you are and the funny thing is that you just finish for example one hotel and then you walk into your other hotel and you think oh my goodness oh. i'm gonna have to start <laughs> again here <laughs> and then you do I and do. then you and then you come in and you start a new and you yeah just, 
Yeah, it's just like that. But I mean, it, you've got to love it. I do. Yes. I well, love what I do. Clearly you do. <laughs> clearly you do. And and you must I don't know I don't know where you're finding the energy for it for it all. It must feed your your soul to be. Well, I think I think actually you you do give up things that you're not good at. So I can only assume that I mean there are lots of things I'm not good at, but color and design is my field. Mm. Yeah, rocket science isn't. Rocket science and all that financial <laughs> management leave leave that to others, yeah, right? Exactly. Yes, yeah. you've got plenty of people on that vast team of yours to to manage exactly. all of that. So we might be seeing a new book. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we've got a, a new, new hotel. a new hotel in yeah. Tribeca, and and in London is there is there a new? Yeah. That well, there's there's a new building in Soho, which is which right. is really exciting. And then of course we've got the bakery, and then we've got all this warehouse space, which is actually then going to be uh, quite a different environment from the one that it is right now. Mm. And people can run to Bergdorf Goodman for the next few months. Absolutely. And and see the the entire space that is shop, yeah. shop Kit Kent. And, yes. Right? Yeah. And it, it's the, just the collaboration there. And if you actually go to the restaurant, um, even on Mother's Day, you can have afternoon tea on our Sailor's Farewell uh, uh, China service. Which is the Wedgwood pattern. Which we pattern. did for Wedgwood. Yes. yes. So I'm dying to do that and just see how it works. Oh, so that's at, at the Birdhoff restaurant. Yes. Then, oh, yeah. How fantastic. Yeah, that's okay. what I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, perhaps I'll have to take my mother there. Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah, that yes. would actually be terribly fun. Well, it, it sounds like you've got a lot going on. Thank you so much for, for coming and, and spending time with me. It's been so delightful to, to chat with you and I'm excited for people to, to get to hear you. Oh, so, I've loved it. Thank yeah. you so much. Uh, a pleasure. My guest has been Kit Kemp, the creative director and co-owner of Firmdale Hotels. Thank you again for joining us. The show is Business of Home, and I'm Dennis Scully. If you like what you hear, please feel free to subscribe, tell a friend about the show, and most of all, leave us a review on iTunes. Thank you again to our sponsor and our producers. You can find us at businessofhome.com or on Facebook or Instagram. We'll see you next week.